This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. Hey, and I'm Brandon. What? Brandon, who's, who's Brandon? <laughs> yeah, I'm the coach. <laughs> the coach. Y'all didn't know my real name, did you? I, we've not talked about it that many times I, on here, I, just, I don't believe so. But in case she's wondering, I do have a name. It's, it's Brandon. He is Brandon. Brandon, <laughs> uh, most by most, even even usually his wife. She calls me coach. Referred huh? to as the coach. <laughs> yeah. So I just answer to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever uh, works. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm back. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are in a hot week and, and know that uh, elections happened this week and I, I've not done too much paying attention to uh, results yet, but uh, I know that people are focused on that and people are people are cussing and, and people are jumping for joy. And so, you know, you got it on all sides. Everybody's. Some people are happy and some people are mad and some people are crying and some people are. Oh man, yeah. Seems like a seems like a never ending cycle, ain't it? Some people just don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some you know, and here's the thing, uh, you know, we we've talked about this. Um, I believe you should vote according to your convictions, according to the Word of God. Uh, I believe that you should, you know, do that duty as a citizen. Um, but I don't put my faith in any political leader. Right. And sadly, that's what so many do. I, I mean, I remember, and maybe it's been this way for most people forever, but on my end, um, I don't really remember politics becoming polarizing or a, a thing that's constantly talked about un, until maybe Obama. Yeah, I think I think that's what I noticed it too, but it could have been before that. I just didn't pay attention. And maybe we was just living <laughs> under a rock. I don't know. Maybe but I mean I don't I don't sit and constantly focus on the news. Um I don't sit and constantly focus on politics. We did do the uh, episode last week where we discussed for a few minutes of uh, Creflo, Creflo Dollar uh, endorsing Stacey Abrams, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, I did hear that she lost. Um, but, you know, I just the reason that we uh, mainly did that was because this man is a preacher of the gospel. Yeah. Or says he is like like I said last week. I, I don't recall ever listening to him, so I don't know what he preaches. Um, but he endorsed a candidate who is pro-abortion and uh, whatever else. And and you know that's the biggest thing for me is right. is the babies. Oh yeah. And so I agree. When you hear of somebody who is supposed to be a follower of Jesus and a follower of the Bible, which the Bible is clearly uh, stands for life, uh, you know, it's just it's hard to kind of pass up those situations. And and as the body of Christ, we we have to intervene and and talk about stuff like that from time to time. 
Yeah, we do. Uh, I just don't see how a person can vote that way. If somebody's for abortion or mm-hmm. it just, I mean, the Bible's clear what sin is and murder's wrong and it's murder. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, politics always probably been at the forefront. I didn't really notice until I actually started caring, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Probably just didn't pay attention to it that much back in the day, you know? Yeah. But as Christians, we have the duty. We have, you know, we have the American right to go vote. And, uh, and hopefully vote how the Lord leads us, mm-hmm. what lines up with the word, you know, not just off who we like the most or, you know, Herschel Walker played for Georgia. I'm a Georgia fan, so I'm going to vote for Herschel. I must be honest. Yeah. Some yeah. people are going to vote for him because. He plays for the favorite football team. Right. I mean, really, I'm not saying whether he's not qualified or he's not, but some people have that mindset where, okay, I know Herschel Walker. He's a great, he was a great running back, so yeah. I'd vote for him. Sadly, that's how some of us, I'm sure that's how some of them voted, just because they knew, you know, they live in Georgia, and he's a, he was a big Bulldog. And, yeah, I love Georgia Bulldogs, but I wouldn't just vote for somebody because they played for him, you know. Right. Uh, well, I live in Georgia, so I'm just using that as an example. Yes. Yeah. Well, I since you that, since you, know, you brought that up, if you if you want to, I'll I'll go ahead and cry for a little bit. Uh, so we all got together this past well, Saturday. <laughs> go dogs! Uh, we'll cut in with this little piece <laughs> of conversation here. Uh, you know, we all got together and and had chili and and you know all kinds of other. Uh, good foods uh and and you know had fellowship as we watched the Tennessee versus Georgia game did you know i saw a thing this week that said that the Tennessee Georgia game as as we talked about before the game yeah. started it was the most watched college football game and it outdid the number or it outbid the ratings number of the World Series. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's a that's a plus. Even though even though my volunteers <laughs> did lose, and you know, yeah. like our coach said, hey, there was no excuses. I don't I don't know what everybody else is saying out there, uh, but I didn't see any. You know, horrible calls from the referees. I didn't see any, oh, somebody's paid off or any right. of this stuff that everybody else cries about. Uh, it was it was what it was. And, you know, our coach said, you know, there's no excuses. We played our sloppiest game, and Georgia right. beat us fair and square. That's yeah. it. And, and I mean, that's that's the way it was. But it was a sad day because uh, – It was a sad day for a lot of <laughs> – it sure was quiet here in Tennessee – this I love being a Georgia Bulldog fan right here in the midst of Tennessee. It's great. <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> oh man! But going back to the politics, I only brought that up with because I feel some people would vote that way. You know, for Herschel Walker just because he played for that. He played for my team. I'm just gonna vote for him, not knowing his, what he stands for, what he's against. And right. I don't know what he stands for. I mean, I don't live in Georgia, so I didn't vote. Yeah. So, so I can just. I could see people, I know people that would do that just to vote, you know, instead of 
does he line up with the word? Mm-hmm. Does it line up with the word of God? And that's where our focus should always be with right. Christ, right? Uh, but still, even we talked about this before we come on. I see these Trump twenty twenty four. Listen, if he, he runs again, he wins. Great, fine. But we still putting here. We are two and a half years into this. Biden is our president, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. But Trump's not going to fix it. Exactly. Uh, the next president's not going to fix it until we turn our faces toward Jesus and recognize who he is and who we are and what he stands for. That's exactly It doesn't right. matter who, who it's going to be or who runs or who doesn't run, you know. So it just tells me that a lot of people are so distracted by election two and a half years ago. It, it me, is. Personally, I'm thinking, <clears throat> you know. Well, and, and here's the thing. <clears throat> Sadly, um, whether they claim to be Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or whatever else, so many of the people who claim to be Christians in this nation, right. they worship an Americanized version of God. It's an idol. It is. And, and not the God of the Bible. And I know that we're going to get heat. And I'm, I'm probably going to get bashed um, for saying that. You know, I, I've got people close to me on the left and on the right who's mad at me for, for my stand. Yeah. And But I've always, I, I take that as well. I guess I'm in the middle, so I'm <laughs> I'm not leaning either way. I'm calling both of them out for what's, what they're doing wrong. And right. so, uh, you know, I guess I'm where God wants me to be. But uh, so many people are worshiping an American God who, oh, it's got to be a Republican or, right. or it's not God's choice. And as we've talked about, uh, personally, my votes have always leaned Republican mm-hmm. because since I've been voting, the Republicans have been the party. Now, whether they actually went through with everything or not right. is, is one thing. But the Republican side has been the party who claimed to stand up against abortion. They claimed to stand up against things that the Bible calls sin. The Democrat side um, has has wanted to uh, legalize abortion. Uh, some of them all the way to the extreme of, of, you know, up to labor. And I've even heard some crazy people say, you know, I mean, hey, after after the mom gives birth, she can look at the baby and decide if she wants to keep it and then decide to throw it in the trash or not. Yeah. I, I mean, so I have always leaned more to the Republican side when I when I'm casting my vote. Uh, but it, it's not necessarily for the person. Right. Uh, it's for the platform and yep. what they stand for. We, we talk about this all the time. Yes, if it stands. Whatever, whatever, whoever's standing closest to what the Lord is saying and what we read and what we know, mm-hmm. that's who I'm going to vote for. And exactly. it, it just happens usually the Republican side, you know. Now, like you say, whether they go through with it or not, we did our part. Yeah. I mean, if if they have any kind of character about them or believe what they stand for, they'll do what they, you know, what they say they're going to do. Now, they may not always do that, but. Yeah. That's not on us. Right. Yeah. Well, so I'll just I'll just plainly say this. If next if by next election we have switched. Mm -hmm. See, there's so many people who are hardcore vote blue or vote red. 
you know, by next election, if things have changed and it's the Democrats who are standing for what's close, most closely lining up with, with the Bible, guess what? I'm voting blue. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's the thing. People are worshiping politicians. They're worshiping, uh, uh, political parties and they're not focused on God. And the God that a lot of them have is this American God. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've got to, we've got to talk about this man. You just finished listening to a, a video from a person who claims to be, uh, or, or, you know, gave a prophecy and it was talking about, the 2020 and then the the 2022 midterms here. And it was talking about, you know, how God is going to undo the stolen election and and how God is going to um, God is going to get get the wrong the wrong president out of the seat, talking about Biden and put in the rightful president. And, you know, it's this. This is the stuff that frustrates me. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand because they worship an American version of God. But God does care about America. God loves our nation, but he loves the whole world. Okay? So a a poli- uh, not a politician, a a so-called prophet who is constantly now, I'm not saying that that the Lord's never going to give a word that right. is specific to a nation or specific to these situations. He does. But for someone who is constantly focused on politics and someone who is constantly focused on the 2020 election was stolen and, and you know, God's going to he's going to remove Biden and put Trump back in because he's the God ordained president and yeah. all this. It's dangerous, and and people need to wake up, and people need to understand that. I want to read out of Romans chapter 13, uh, beginning at verse 1. It says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Okay, we need to take that seriously. And we need to, we need, when we're listening to these so-called prophets speak these words, and I'm, I'll just be the first to tell you, I'm not saying that none of what they're saying is true. Right. I, I'm not saying that it's all absolutely false. Uh, but... When we are seeing stuff like this, you got to analyze this for a second. Or better yet, sit back, rest, and ask the Holy Spirit to, to show you truth here. But, okay, Romans 13 says that every authority is appointed by God. Okay, so if the 2020 election was stolen... Or even if these midterms, 2022, were stolen. Yeah. Are you telling me that we as humans have the power to override God? Yeah. 
No. What is his what if if there is a if there is a leader appointed to power, whether it was a stolen election or not, they were put there by God. And I know that people don't like hearing that. I know people do not want to hear me say right now, but I'm going to say it. Joe Biden was appointed to that position by God. The Bible says so. Yeah. And and you can look through the Bible and God appointed bad leaders. He and and <laughs> yeah. sorry if anybody's taking that um but if if you're on the side that thinks Joe Biden is anti-God, Joe Biden's anti-Christian, Joe Biden's anti-America, all this stuff. Well, listen, throughout history, God appointed bad leaders to nations yep. to bring people to repentance. Yeah. And so maybe that's what we're seeing there. But people don't want to open their eyes, and they're still talking about a stolen election, and they're talking about people trying to steal and and do stuff to to compromise elections, and this is not our president, and and blah, blah, blah. He's not the one that God wanted in there. The Bible clearly says that there are no authorities. There are no rulers unless they are appointed by God. God appoints good ones and he appoints bad ones. The good ones to 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 relieve us and then the good the bad ones to draw us back to him. And I believe that that's what is happening right now, but people still are not waking up. They're still not waking up to it. And I personally, and maybe I'm wrong, but I personally feel like uh, Joe Biden was given the election of 2020, and this is going to make people mad, as a rebuke from God against the American people and more particularly Christians. Because people in this nation, and even Christians, began worshiping Donald Trump yeah. more than they were worshiping God. I believe it. I mean, you've seen it. It's like the way they just talked and treated Trump. and, and You could tell where their focus was. Mm-hmm. Let's put this on a personal level between. So we, our heart, when we come to know Christ, our desires change. Yeah. Right? So, and still we have these, we have some desires that we haven't fully surrendered to him. Mm-hmm. So we keep going back to these things. And God's like, no, I'm trying to trying to draw you closer, trying to draw you closer to me. And we just, you know, whatever it is, we're going, whatever the desire is that we still, we know shouldn't be there, but it's there. And God's like, no, I'm trying to get you away from this, trying to get you away, you know, I'm trying to keep your focus, keep your focus on me, right? But we keep going back to these empty wells, whatever you want to call it. And so we keep doing that, and God's going to be like, all right, here you go. Mm-hmm. It's like when he's going through that time of, uh, you're not, you're not both been there. We was going through depression and all that. And man, it's like, man, that was a really dark time, mm-hmm. you know, because it, the Lord has really brought us together as a family, as I mean, just by the, only by his spirit that he can bring two families, like even 
our families have been so like uh same situation same stuff yeah. spiritually whatever you know just different things but when our desires focus on other things but him he's gonna be like, all right i'm not saying that's why we went through it but other things go and he's like all right this is what you want and here you go mm-hmm. you want to stay out in the wilderness i'm gonna let you stay out in the wilderness until we get the focus back until we realize hey who we are who our identity yes and where it was was in christ and so all these elections and i can't believe i'm talking politics i always talk i always say i never i'll hate talking politics and religion i, I do too i'll talk about jesus I, it's different. I, I hate religion and i hate politics because some people let's <laughs> be honest some people just i mean this is their life yeah politics their life or religion or religions their life and man they just they're they're right you can't tell them no different you can you can't share them opinions with them can't have a civil conversation. Yeah. People get mad. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's weird that we're talking about, because I always say it, I always, but what I'm saying about it is we get, when our focus is shifted off him, mm-hmm. and it's on other things, and it's like, all right, God's like, here you go. This is what you want. This is what I'm going to give you. I mean, it's the same situation with the children of Israel. Yeah. They took a, about an 11-day journey and turned it into 40 yeah. years going around the same mountain same in the wilderness. Mountain. And some of us go around that same mountain, yeah. whatever it is, you know. And goes, all right, here you go. You want to go another 40 years? But going back to election, yeah, I really believe, I mean, God's plan is perfect. Mm-hmm. And we read throughout, especially the Old Testament, where he put bad kings in rule mm-hmm. just to get the focus back on him, you know. They were appointed there by him. Exactly. And a lot of people don't, they don't want to hear that. They don't want that. Either they they just don't care, or I think it's really what we said before is they have this own American-made God in their own mind, yeah, or their own little box they want to keep him in, or whatever you want to call it. And so they just, uh, well, and you hear, I hear it all the time. Oh, my God, I wouldn't do this. My God, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, who's your who's God? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about God of the Bible? Or are you talking about somebody that you've created in your, your own mind? your own your own version? You of know God. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's like God's plan is perfect. We have to trust. We have to keep focused on that. Yeah. And know who he is. I want to go back to this. And I want people to really sit down and, and, and listen to what I'm saying and think about this. For you to say that. Yeah. That people. And, and you know, they say it was the Democrat Party or, you know, whatever, whoever. But to say that people could overthrow God's plan, that because here's what everybody argues. Joe Biden was illegally made president, that the election was stolen, there was fake ballots, there was dead grandmas and dead's gra- dead grandma's cats and, and dead papa's goldfish and all this voting right. for him. Whether there was or whether there wasn't, you're telling me that you, if you continue on this cycle of the election was stolen and it wasn't God's plan Joe Biden is not the president that God appointed. It's actually Trump. And people need to hear me. 
you are saying that men are bigger and more powerful than God. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Joe Biden, as much as I didn't vote for it and I didn't want it, he is our president. Yeah. If you live in this nation, Joe Biden is our president. Mm-hmm. Quit focusing on, oh, it was stolen. Oh, we were robbed. Oh, this wasn't God's plan. And and think about it logically and say, okay, Lord, you allowed this man to, to power. Mm-hmm. You allowed these people to, to a position of power. What are you trying to teach us? Right. And like I said before, I believe one of those big things that he is trying to teach us is uh, people stop worshiping a man, in this case, Donald Trump, yeah. and come back to worshiping me. Yes. And until we start focusing on Jesus, until we get on our face and we repent of creating this American God, then this nation is not going to see the prosperity and and the wonderful things that people are wanting to see. And how many, we've talked about this plenty of times before on this podcast, Christians, look through the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. Look at the New Testament. When was the church prospering. When was the body of Christ prospering? It wasn't when they had the right leaders. No. It wasn't when they were in the perfect political situations. The church was prospering. People were being added to the kingdom daily by the thousands and and the the church growing and revival taking place when the church and the people of God were under severe, heavy persecution. Yep. That's it. What is the Lord trying to show us? Christians, I believe that it is time for us to stop crying and complaining about things of the past and realize right now this is where we are. Yes, I believe that we need to be crying out to God. Yes, I believe that we need to be voting in the right direction. Uh, yes, I believe that we need to be standing for the truth and for the for the right things. But... Instead of sitting back, sadly, like the church has done for so many years, oh, in them, the, you know, in the last days, everything's going to get dark and we're going to be persecuted and, and people are going to be mean to us. So I'm just going to go hide in my closet and pray for the rapture. Yeah, that's what the church has done for many, many years. And instead of doing that, we need to realize who we are. We need to stand up and start preaching the truth of the gospel. We need to quit depending on politics, quit depending on a man, quit looking for a political savior, whether that be Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, or any other political leader that comes along. Quit looking at politicians as our savior 
and get back on our face and and focus on Jesus. Don't worry about the persecution. Know that when when the church is persecuting, uh, when the church is being persecuted, the church is going to prosper. It may not look like it on the outside. It may look like we're getting beat down. We're getting beheaded. We're getting thrown in prison. We're getting cussed and we're families turning on you and friends are turning on you and the nation is turning on you. But when the church is persecuted, the church is prospering. Revival takes place, takes place when we are in a position of getting pressed. And I believe that that's what's happening right now. But Christians won't get their head out of the sand and focus on Jesus. They want to focus on the next great political savior. And that is a sad, sad position. And that's why I say that most of the people in this nation who claim to be Christians, they are worshiping an Americanized version of God and not the true God of the Bible. Our nation is full of people who claim to be Christians who are idol worshipers. The God that you have created is focused on nothing but America and American politics, and he's not focused on anything else. I've got news for you. Our God has a big picture that we don't see. Yep. And I know people don't want to hear it. I love my nation, and... I think it's the greatest nation on earth. We have freedoms that so many don't have, and I thank God for that. And we we have had awesome uh, uh, military men and women who have fought and died, given their lives for our freedoms, and I thank God for that. But we cannot worship an American God. We have to worship the one true God of the Bible. And that one true God, he stands for all people, yeah. not just the Democrats, not just the Republicans or the Libertarians or the, the Americans or the Chinese or the Russians or the Syrians. He stands for all people. He loves all people and he wants all people to come back to repentance. So it's not whether Donald Trump comes back in 2024 and runs and, and wins. If that, if that happens, good for him. But he's not the answer, like you said at the beginning. He's not the answer. Joe Biden's not the answer. Whoever's in the White House, whoever's in, in the Senate, whoever's in the House of, of, of Representatives, they are not the answer. And America needs to get back to knowing who we serve. We need to get back to worshiping the true God yes. of the Bible, Yahweh, and stop focusing on trying to find our next great political savior. The enemy's greatest thing is distraction. Mm -hmm. Whatever he can use, whatever tool he can muster up, whatever weapon, he'll try to distract us from whatever. For a lot of people, it's politics or it's it's other things where they just focus more on that than they do Jesus. Yeah. Hey man, I've been there. I was in places where I just my focus was everywhere, but God, right? Until I realized, until I really got the identity. My identity is in the cross, mm-hmm. in Christ. So until we get back, and let's be honest, the church, man, they we failed. Yeah, I, these churches 
fail. We we talked about this in the news the other night. When when I first got saved, I knew I got saved, but the church was like, all right, here you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was no there's no equipping, no uh you know, no fellowshipping with one another. It's just all right, he's saved, he's just a number on our That's exactly uh, right. Number two hundred got saved today. Hey man, we saved three hundred souls this year. But man, nobody reached out. Nobody mm-hmm. was reaching out. And so I remember that. So I, that's why I really feel like my heart's in this with the youth. It's like, man, what is going to pour in you guys? Yes, you're saved. That's one of as great as that is, but there's more. Jesus yeah. has so much more for you than just being saved. Well, and that's why. So we, you know, we, so I just, you know, oh, he gave his heart to him. I, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm reading, but I'm not really understanding, you know. I'm a baby Christian. I'm just like, all right, I'm going, still going through these trials I was going through. Yeah. Because I fully didn't understand, you know, I knew I'd been saved. I knew the Lord saved me, but man, it's just so much more that I, I tried to hold on to, I guess, and didn't have the, uh, right spiritual father or whatever you want to call it to lead. And that's what we're to do, man. That's where the church has failed. We just think we're some number. And sadly, that's what, you know, oh, we have 300 here today. Yeah, man. Mm. Listen, we have five or six youth. I'd rather have five or six youth that are on fire. They'll go out and stand on the street and pray for people, hold up signs. I'm telling you. Then have yeah. 300 who just come in and want to play games and looking for me to babysit them. Exactly. I'll take these five or six anytime because they have a heart for Jesus. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> America. That's what we need to get to. That's where we need to keep all these distractions that just distract us from what's truly important is outspreading the gospel and letting people know that, hey, Jesus loves you. Yes. He loves you. He came to die for you. But, man, he has so much more for you if you just remain teachable. Mm-hmm. Be open. And we need more people to go out and help. We need more people to... Quit worrying about what everybody thinks about them. And listen, your life's a ministry. We talk about it all the time, right? You don't need to be in a church setting. You don't need... I mean, you just two guys sitting here talking, man. Yeah. And the Spirit of the Lord is just pouring into us. Yes. So we just, we need more Christians to stand. Stand firm on the Word. That's exactly right. And that's why we do what we do. You know, our our kingdom family gatherings at the, at the Boys and Girls Club, that's why we do what we do. We're not trying to, I don't know what the Lord is doing. I'm just, you know, we have just decided to be blown by the wind of the Spirit. Yes. You know, and so whatever He does is what He does. But that's why we do what we do is just to dive in. And we're not trying to build some big, great church. We're not trying to draw a whole bunch of people in. You know, we tell everybody that comes in, hey, if you're coming in, you better be ready to be equipped to go outside the doors yes. and do the work of the ministry because that's what we, we're an equipping center. We're not just trying to draw numbers. We're not just trying to say, oh, look, I had 10,000 in my church today. Yeah. Or, oh, look, we had 50 or 60 coming and, and get saved today. Or, or, oh, look, we had this many baptized. That's not what it's about. We are about equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, Ephesians four, and uh, and I believe that that's what that's what the blueprint that that the Father has given us is to 
to really pour into people who have a desire for God, yeah. who are tired of what this world has to offer, who are tired of what church as usual has to offer. They're tired of denominationalism. They're tired of Baptist and Methodist and Catholic and Church of God and Presbyterian and, and all these other thousands of divisions that are in the body of Christ. Yeah. They want something real. They don't want to go to church and go through routines and they don't want to go through rituals. They want something real. They don't want something somebody or, or some church or denomination that's been built on one or two verses of the Bible and then leaves everything else out. They want something real. And that's why we do what we do to pour into the people. And like you said, whether we have five or whether we have five million, we're pouring into them just the same. What the Holy Spirit pours into us, we're pouring into them. And, you know, that is, that's how this truly works. It's not about, for far too long, churches, uh, especially here in America, I can't speak for everybody else, but they have focused on building their own kingdom. Yeah. Oh, let me look good. Let let my church get huge and let me have awesome looking, uh, an awesome looking building and, and let's fill it up and have a whole bunch of people and, and look good to the world. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. If, if we're not pouring into people, if we're not transforming hearts and lives uh, for the kingdom, if we're, not, if we're not encouraging people and equipping people to go outside the walls and share Jesus, then it's useless. Because just going to church on Sunday morning, it's useless. Right. Just going to church on Wednesday night, it's useless. That is, that is, that is the another one of those Americanized version of Christianity that, that this nation has adopted and, and wherever else in the world. And that's what we think it's all about. No, it's about coming together as kingdom family, growing together and, and being who God has called us to be in this earth. Not just when we're at church, not just when we're inside those four yeah. walls, but everywhere we go, we are supposed to be the image of Christ to this world. That's it, brother. Listen, we're we're not here to stroke our own egos or whatever you want to call it, man. We're just bragging on the Lord because I know Amen. what He's did in my life. And I've seen where He's brought me personally. Mm-hmm. Just the last, even the last few months, definitely, man. Just and we joke about this, but the love for the people, just the people in general, that it that it restored. Yes. In me. And sometimes it's not easy, man. Because mm-hmm. people just, they reject you. They rejected Jesus too. So, Amen. But we're here just to brag. It's all about him. It's always about him. Whether we got five or six or 10 or 20, 30, whatever, how many, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's about Jesus. Amen. And that's, And if it ever becomes about us, we walk away. Mm-hmm. I do want to brag on our kids. Uh, yes. I want to brag on what the Lord is doing in, yes. in the kids. Um, a few of them, the ones who were available and able to do it. Uh, this past week, they were out of school uh, one day, and I get a text said, hey, can can we all go out and, and stand on the side of the highway and, you know, do drive through prayer and, and, yeah. you know, hold signs and, you know, anybody that stops share Jesus with them. And I was like, 
y'all are out of school. Yeah. And instead of deciding, oh, I want to just go hang out with my friends or I just want to be lazy all day, I want to go out and share Jesus. Yeah, man. man, that is, it's amazing. And that's one thing that the Lord told me uh, a long time ago when I, when I first come into uh, fully being uh, his servant, uh, as far as ministry, preaching, whatever, you know, I, I used to think, Lord, I, you need, you got to open doors. You got to open doors. You got to open doors. I got to be in churches. You got you got to have people calling me. You got to you know I got to I got to be here. I got to be there. I need to I need to be traveling and and preaching and evangelizing everywhere. And uh, you know he he showed me the street corner. He he showed me how many hurting people are out on the street that you know are overlooked all the time. And he said he said Do you really want to? do you really want to preach my gospel and help people? Or do you just want to get the glory for being the one behind the pulpit? Yeah. And that that stuck with me. And it's just, I know who I am. And it's, it's amazing to see these kids knowing who they are. That's it, man. Not being ashamed of the gospel. Not being ashamed. Not deciding, no, I'm just going to be lazy today. No, I want to go out and share Jesus to strangers. These are teenagers. Yeah. That's the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's it, man. And whether we've got five or 5,000, it's getting to them. The Holy Spirit is really touching them. And that's how you transform generations. That's it, man. That's how you, that's how you really uh, do ministry. That's how you do church. It's, about, it's not about building your own your own legacy. It's not about building your own kingdom. It's about your generational legacy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about what Casey and Brandon and our families build. It's not it's about what the Lord does and whether he gives us five to pour into for the rest of our lives. Then what might those five go out and do? Yeah. We we've seen some of it this week. So praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> five pour into five. One, eight, one person pours into five, that's 25. Mm-hmm. And 25 pour into one person, that's 50. It's just, if we would just be obedient and just do what the Lord's called us to do. That's it. And quit cowering down and being lazy. But we're lazy. Yeah. We have too many lazy Christians. It's all about the kingdom. And it's uh, it's about us going out and doing what we are called to do. And uh, like you said, not being lazy, but and being the image of Christ in this earth. Yes. And I think there's a major shift happening. And it's not going to look like what everybody else expects. It's not it's not going to look like normal church. I really believe and I'm not saying that there's, you know, the Lord's going to completely do away with Sunday services and Wednesday services. But I'm just saying that that what we have always known as church, I believe that there's a major shift in it. And and there's some people realizing that it's not about being in this nice, wonderful church, and it's not about building a Baptist kingdom or a Church of God kingdom or a Catholic kingdom. It, it's, about, it, it's not about sitting in church at all. It's about going out. It's about sharing Jesus, and it's about... Uh, pouring into people yeah. and seeing their lives transformed 
not not just going to a social gathering. And that's what that's what most of the modern church is today. It's just nothing more than a social club. But you know, if you you want to go have a social gathering, go to a bar. That's not what yeah. I'm about. You know, I'm I'm about going and and equipping and being equipped to go outside and do the work of the ministry. Yep. That's it, man. Mm. Awesome discussion. Thank you. Lord. I like how the Lord completely shifted that. We got our got our political topic that See, the Lord had laid on our heart. Those that don't like talking politics. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but he shifted. Only because, I mean, I don't really keep up with the politics. I mean, I don't really keep up with the news, you know that. Yeah. Uh, just what what I do read and stuff. So it's like, cause I know how distracting that can be. Definitely, uh, it is. I mean, we see it. We just talked about it. So, yeah, he shifted us. Uh, we got that in there. And then, I don't know. Well, think, think about the shift of the conversation. When I, when we started I'm, out on that, and then he shifted it to focus on the kingdom. And that's... I, I believe that that was that was totally Holy Ghost right there. That's it. It, it. Showing us, hey, shift your focus from politics and looking for a political savior over yeah. to focusing on the kingdom. That's it, man. That's it. Man, that's awesome. Uh, so, you got anything else? Uh, no, man. Just, right. uh Enjoying this nice uh, cup of black coffee here. Yeah, he finally, the coach finally manned up. This is hard. I need cream and sugar, but it's, whew, man. Yeah, you know coming to my house, we, yeah. we like it we hot and black. fruit fruit coffee over here. <laughs> I can't even get no milk or nothing over here. <laughs> I told you there's milk in there. I know, I'm just playing. Anyway. Anyway, I about drank the whole thing, so you should be proud of me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, pretty good, actually. Yeah. So, everyone, uh, we thank you for joining us. Be sure to share the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, praise reports, or prayer requests, uh, email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Also, if uh, if you're in the area and would like to, uh, come and join us on Sunday evenings at the Boys and Girls Club, 280 Campbell Road, Benton, Tennessee, at 5 p.m., Vertical Youth. Uh, that's for ages 12 and up. Everybody's welcome. Uh, and then at six, uh, we do our our kingdom family gatherings, and that's for all ages. So, uh, you know, be sure if you, you're in the area and you feel led, uh, we'd love to have you come out. Be ready to be equipped to go out and do the work of the ministry. Um, yep. Also, you can follow the Kingdom Family Gathering uh, Facebook group. Uh, it's a public group. You can go follow it for all updates and and anything else. But uh, we thank you for joining us. We love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.